A reading from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1-12. through 12. Rid yourselves, therefore, of all malice and all guile and sincerity, envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good, come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourself be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in the scripture, see, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then who believe, he is precious, but for those who do not believe, the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner, and a stone that makes them stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as aliens and exiles to abstain from the desires of the flesh that wage war against the soul. Conduct yourselves honorably among the Gentiles, so that though they malign you as evildoers, they may see your honorable deeds and glorify when he comes to judge. Today is the middle sermon in our five-week series on our mission statement that we've newly created here at Holy Comforter. And that statement is this. We worship God, love our neighbors, create community, follow Jesus, and steward our resources. On the first week, we talked about how labors allows us to meet and experience Jesus as we go about our life. Last week, we talked about how that self-justification gets in the way of community. But the good news of Jesus is that we do not need to try and earn our worth. Our worth is a gift given to us from God. And this gift frees us up to be in genuine and intimate relationships with one another and to have community. This week, we're going to turn our attention towards the first action in our mission statement. We worship God. We'll spend, we, we here at Holy Comforter want to spend our time and energy our, and our money fulfilling this mission of worship. And as we talk about worship today, I want you to think about the priesthood. One of the main purposes of priests is to lead people in worship. That's true for priests in all kinds of religions. You'll have, you have a religious leader to guide people in worship. In the Episcopal Church, we have priests. I'm one of those people, and I've taken vows to do that priestly work. And as part of that vow, I am called to lead you here at Holy Comforter in worship. And that means a lot of different pieces of worship, right? Worship, there's a lot of things that go in to make up worship, right? We have preaching and reading scriptures and and singing music and administering the sacraments and, and all, there's lots of different parts. But we're to do all those things. We're to be a group of people that can come together and worship God doing all of those things. Now, whether you realize this or not, every Christian is a priest. Next week, Owen Fulcham is getting baptized. And after Owen gets baptized, we are going to welcome Owen with these words. We receive you into the household of God, confess the faith of Christ crucified, proclaim his resurrection, and share with us 
and his eternal priesthood. As Christians, we be in the priesthood of Christ. We are all part of this group of priests as we follow Jesus. Right? This, is, this, this priesthood has been given to us in our baptisms. Now, this idea comes from the Bible. There are a few places in the New Testament that use priestly language to talk about all Christians. And one such place is our reading from 1 Peter today. 1 Peter is a letter that's written to many Christians in different regions. Uh, Some of them are mentioned at the beginning of the letter, Galatia, Pontus, Cappadocia, and on and on. It's written to this wide swath of Christians. And all of the people that this letter is written to are told in these verses that we read this morning that you are all priests. You're all part of the priesthood. And Christians through the ages have come to realize that these words written in 1 Peter apply to all Christians. That's why we say it when we welcome a new person who's been baptized. We say, join in with us in this priesthood. In our reading from 1 Peter, we see in verse 5 these words. Let yourselves be built into a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Then in verse 9, it says again, You are a chosen race, a priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Again, right, we hear that priesthood language. Right? Dear Christian, you are a priest. Now these verses talk about Christians being a part of this priesthood, and as part of this priesthood, you are to engage in two particular actions that are mentioned here. The first one is proclaim the mighty acts of God. And the second one is offer spiritual sacrifices. Right? This is what our worship as priests should be. This is what we want to be doing here at Holy Comforter. The mighty acts of God and offering spiritual sacrifices. Let's look at them a little, in a little bit more detail. Consider what it means to proclaim the mighty acts of God. Right? We are to speak and sing about what God has done. All the things that we read in the Bible about what God has done, right? The fact that God has created the universe. We're to talk about how God led the people of Israel out of slavery and into freedom by parting the Red Sea and allowing them to walk on dry land towards freedom and safety. We're to talk about how God sent prophets and teachers to show people the truth of who God is and how they should live. Talk about how that God entered into, lived as a human in Jesus, and then died on a cross and rose from the grave so that all people might have life and receive the forgiveness of sins. We are to talk about how God sent God's spirit to dwell with us Christians, us followers of Jesus, to to be a comfort to us and to guide us in our present life. And on and on, we are to talk about the amazing and wondrous things that God has done. We as priests are to proclaim them, we are to name them, and say them, and declare them to all peoples in this world. Not only can we name the mighty acts of God that we read about in the Bible, but we also proclaim what God has done in our own lives. How God has healed us, restored relationships, brought us through tough times in our lives, given us hope when there wasn't any, and on and on and on. We are to proclaim 
those mighty acts as well. So part of our worship as priests is proclamation, declaration, talking and speaking about what God has done. Now, the second action mentioned in our reading is for priests to offer spiritual sacrifices. An important part of the work of priests is making sacrifices. We know that when God's people, the temple, people would bring their offerings of uh, an animal or some kind of crop to the temple to be sacrificed. The priest would take the offering and perform the sacrifice, and if it was an animal, they would kill the animal and go through the ritual of offering it to God. Our writing here in 1 Peter is trying to make the point that Christians who have been called into the priesthood of Jesus are no longer offering those kinds of sacrifices with animals anymore. Instead, they're going to be doing spiritual sacrifices. And what that looks like is doing good in the world, going forth in love and goodness. At the beginning of our reading, there is a charge to rid yourself of malice, guile, insincerity, envy, and slander. Get those evil things out of your life. At the end of our reading, we hear these words about abstaining from the desires of our flesh that wage war against our souls and to conduct ourselves honorably among the Gentiles. And if we were to read the whole letter of 1 Peter, we would hear these calls to love others, to, to be humble, to bless others, and on and on and on. The letter is saying, live out these ways of love and goodness in the world and stay away from what is evil and sinful. And when we go out and we do those acts of goodness and love, these are the spiritual sacrifices that we are called to do. Right? There's evil going on in the world, but we are going to stay away from it as Christian priests. And instead, we are going to contribute towards the goodness. That's the spiritual sacrifices we're going to perform. And these holy actions that we're doing, we call them sacrifices because we have to give up things in order to do them. We have to give of our time and our efforts and our energies and our monies in order to go out and do these actions of love in the world. As Christian priests, we are to give of ourselves so that others benefit, so that good enters into the world. And that is our act of worship. So we're to do these two things as Christian priests. Speak about what God has done and do good works that we've been given to do. And when we do this, we are priests of God in this world, inviting others to come and worship with us so that they too might proclaim the mighty acts of God and offer their sacrifices of love. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, well, John, that sounds good and all, but, but I'm wondering, what does all of that, you're talking about what you do in your life of going out into the world and loving other people and proclaiming the deep actions of God, what does that have to do what we do when we get together on Sunday morning? Right? I thought that's what worship was. I thought worship was what we did on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. or 8 a.m. Well, what we do here at church on Sunday mornings is very much connected to what we are to do in our everyday life. Every single day. Think about what we do when we get together here. What do we do? We, we read scriptures. 
and sing songs proclaiming the mighty acts of God. We're saying here is who God is and what God has done. Right? That's the same thing we should be doing out in the world. And then we make an offering to be sacrificed on the altar. We bring gifts. Wine and bread and money and and other gifts like the food that we're collecting right now to help the needy in our community. We bring those gifts and we present them at the altar. And those gifts represent the gathered people here this morning. We call this place right here an altar. And the only way it can be an altar is if there is a sacrifice being made. And what is being sacrificed to you and me? When we gather to celebrate the Eucharist, the thing that is being sacrificed and joined with the sacrifice of Jesus is our lives. See, if there was some practical way to do it, what we would do is we would all stack ourselves up on this altar. We would all gather on this altar. We'd all lay our bodies down one on top of another and stack them up to the sky and say, here we are, God. Here we are laying down our lives for you. We are giving ourselves over to you. Now, that doesn't sound like a really pleasant experience, right? I, I, I don't think I'd want to be on the bottom, right, underneath all those people, but I also wouldn't want to be pretty high up. But that's not really a practical thing for us to do. So instead, we offer gifts that represent our lives and the bread and the wine and the money that we bring to him. And what does God do when we offer ourselves to God? God receives our life, takes them in, and God removes the sin, removes the junk, and then he gives us our life back, free and whole and clean. And God nourishes us, energizes us, so that we can go out into the world and do those spiritual sacrifices of good. See, what we do here on Sunday morning matters for our lives and how we are called to worship God always. They are connected together. It's going to be very hard for us to be people that go out declaring the mighty acts of God day after day after day, laying down our lives to sacrifice for those that are around us day after day after day. We're not also regularly gathering here, proclaiming the mighty acts of God together in this place and offering our lives to God in sacrifice. See, that's why I come to church on Sundays. I need to participate in this setting of worship so that I can be reminded of who God is and how God has nourished me and wants me to be the kind of, and how God wants me to be the kind of person that God wants me to be. And, and then once I'm fed and nourished and energized and made whole, then I can walk out of these doors going out to worship God in every moment of life by declaring the mighty acts of God and by laying down my life in spiritual sacrifices for my neighbor, doing acts of goodness and love for those around me. So beloved, today and every day, worship God here at Verse, right? Help us fulfill this mission of worship. Come on Sundays, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, worshiping God, helping us 
proclaim the mighty acts of God and, and offering ourselves our spiritual sacrifices to God here as we give up our lives. And also worship God every day of your life by being a priest out in your places of work, in your community, in your neighborhood, in your home, at your school. Be a priest there. Be the person that's there proclaiming the mighty acts of God. And be the one who's offering spiritual sacrifices of love and goodness for those that you meet there.